Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the season finale of season nine, Heart of Dating and the Mini Mansodes. To close out today, in case you haven't found out yet, we have a special guest. What up? Oh, it's Kate Tomlin. <laughs> what's up, girl? Wow, babe. Hey. What are you I'm doing so here? To be invited to the man show, even though Heart of Dating was originally my podcast. Now you have <laughs> your own show. I guess I'm invited to it. This is the mini man tree, the trust tree for men. Hey guys, we're letting you in the man cave to come hang out with us, and we're nervous, we're excited, but in all reality, if you guys all don't know already, this is part two of when. To walk away. I put Kate on the spot. Dun, dun, dun. When to walk away. And I'm super pumped today because I think we typically hear this from the the female perspective. Hey, females, this is when to walk away from the male. And we don't really talk about when to walk away as a man. Wow. So today is going to be right? focused on that. It's going to be super cool. A couple housekeeping items. You guys already know. Hearted Dating Conference. Hey, listen, we already filled out our first house, our first MOG house. So if you guys are coming to Atlanta, hit me up, JJ Tomlin on Instagram. We're gonna get our second house going, $150 for lodging for like the whole weekend. It's awesome. Don't do conference alone, yeah. okay? And also don't be one of those guys that buys your ticket the last week. <laughs> and beat the odds, beat the generalizations, <laughs> prove us wrong. That would be There's me. definitely a lot of ladies who say, all guys buy last minute. I'm like, Let's see you guys change that <laughs> statistic and let's see you guys buy earlier. For real though, early bird pricing ends on New Year's Day. New so Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Thank you. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Don't I swear the wrong way, baby. I <laughs> know. I'm glad I invited you. So for all you procrastinators like me, New Year's Eve is the last time to get it. We are so excited. And then virtually, we got a couple virtual watch locations nailed down. We're going to be announcing those. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Heart of Dating, JJ Tomlin, Kateness. Also, <laughs> follow us everywhere. Join our email list. <laughs> yeah. Check the website, like, hodc2023.com or yeah. heartofdating.com forward slash hodc. It's going to be awesome. So, and then we got TSA. Come join us. We got the men's group coming in January. We're the super excited. Academy. I'm so excited. Start off your new year in committing to yourself in an awesome group of singles. Yeah. Our session, it's going to be a guest speaker. I can't announce it yet, but it's going to be amazing. And we really want you guys to be there. Yeah. Those master classes are so fun because we talk about it all month. It really is like a spiritual formation. Like we're going to dig into this and we're actually going to change. We're going to try and see results. So we're super excited about that. Typically, I do a couple segments right now, like lifestyle, spiritually, what I'm loving. We're going to go ahead. You can do that. <laughs> no. Well, right now we're on our road trip, our Midwest and West Coast road trip. We're driving through Moab, Breckenridge, Amarillo. <laughs> so if you are hearing this message, we're still alive in the Prius and we're making our way. It's been pretty fun. Kate's a good co-pilot. She just sits there on her phone and I listen to audiobooks and podcasts the whole time. Oh my gosh, your monotone audiobooks. And then he told them. And I'm like, Kate's falling asleep dead. over it. It's so Don't funny. Don't get me wrong. I love a good audiobook, but not from a monotone reader. Oh my I know. Goodness. I know. Lord help me, Jesus. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and skip those today. So we have a lot of time. Usually I don't wrap up to like 12 minutes in. 
So this is great. This is perfect. So no date question. No in my DMs. We're just going to go there on when to walk away because we got a lot to talk about. And I think Heart of Dating has never really covered this from my perspective and what I know. And what we talk about is when to walk away as a female. And then for the men, it's typically like, hey, here's how you hold firm. Here's how you stay in the grace of God. Here's how you weather the storms of conflict and you stay true to the conviction of the peace of the Holy Spirit. Okay, do you have peace about pursuit? Okay, then if yes, you weather the chaos, the ups and downs and the uncertainty. You prioritize, this is like training grounds for marriage. Mm -hmm. It really is learning how to prioritize her needs in those moments. And then yes, you address yours, all right? We're not saying abandon your needs and never talk about them or express them. We're just saying, most moments, especially in conflict, it's time to prioritize her needs in those moments, and then you address yours after the fact. But what we don't talk about is when to truly walk away. And I love that we get to speak here because we clarify, and typically, honey, we have a lot of ladies listening, so they're probably hey listening right now. <laughs> and what we're saying here, when to walk away, is we're not saying when to abandon this person. Right, It's when to depart from supporting them as a romantic partner to just simply supporting them as a friend and giving them space and giving them time to heal and prepare and live out their singleness. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Though sometimes in breakups, you're not always going to be friends with them. And that is a Absolutely. stereotype I like to talk through and just let you know, like if you are going to walk away from her, but you still want to be a friend in her life. It's not always the wisest thing to do that. Sometimes it's really best to truly separate cold turkey, give them over to God, and you go into the heart of God. So yeah, that as well. And that's a great clarification. We <laughs> always say that. <laughs> I can't wait to be friends. I'm excited to be friends. It never happens, okay? I mean, if you've been in a long-term relationship, you're not going to be friends right away. Right. It's just, it's not good for you to be. If yeah. you are, there's, there's some definite avoidance you're doing in terms of healing. Yeah. If you dated for a month, literally one month you weren't in a relationship yeah you can be friends after uh-huh um depending on circumstances but there's two different things there it, there's like relationship and depth of relationship and there's dating and walking away from someone exactly and we've all done it you know we've all said it and tried it and it's just it never works for a reason the being friends exactly so let's go ahead and jump in if you have not listened to it when to walk away part one there's some great truths in there to kind of address this situation, but we're going to go ahead and jump in. We're going to range from more obvious topics to more ambiguous ones as yeah. far as when to walk away from your female counterpart, and we're going to go ahead and go there. We're going to just jump in, and the first situation, which you are not going to find a lot of content on, right? Yeah. It's a little bit more just um, not taboo, but just maybe not as talked about men or maybe not as forthcoming yeah. about this, but abusive women, abusive women. Abuse happens on the side of women as well. I think as a woman who's been abused by a man, it doesn't often get talked about the other way. And yes, stats are true that there are more male abusers than women, especially when it comes to physical abuse. But women can still be abusive. I do think we need to be careful with the word abusive. I feel like these days we're talking about all abusive stuff and you're like, you're abusive and you're abusive right. and you're abusive and you're toxic. Okay. Like we like to put labels on people, but abuse does happen on the side of females, spiritual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse even, which a lot of guys don't ever want to really admit because they're like, what? No, I can't be. I mean, I'm bigger than her, you know, mm. but 
you have to ask yourself why you're staying with a woman who is abusing you. Right. I, a lot of times there's a lot of different roles we take on and step into in relationship. And when you are dating an abusive person, a big role, especially as a man that you might take, is the role of being her hero mm -hmm. and her savior. Mm -hmm. Well, I can help her. She's really hurt. She is dealing with a lot of trauma. The reason why she's lashing out in these ways is because of her trauma. That very well may be the case, but is she actually seeking growth outside of you? Does she identify what she's doing as a problem? And is she actively seeking change without you even in the picture? Or is she just committing to change but never fully following through with it? So that's a big, big, big deal because she has to be willing to change and willing to own her issues knowing that you are not her savior. But a lot of times men especially avoidance. I don't like to categorize people, but if you lean avoidant and attachment style, there's a chance that you might actually take on or want to take on the role of being a rescuer and a hero. Other attachment styles can do that too, but the rescuer and the hero is like, I can help you. I can see yeah. I am the man. I am going to be the prince. You are the damsel in distress. Exactly. And I will rescue you from all your trauma and your pain. And there is a balance of supporting them versus you are becoming completely codependent because your value is tied to whether or not she gets better and yeah. she changes. And that's what we would call something like a savior complex, right? Yeah. Codependency and savior complex. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's really, really common in this situation that as men, we tend to try to care for them. We take responsibility. We start to explore why it happened what the trigger was. We ask very intimate questions. However, we get to a place where we understand what happens, but we also accept what happens. And there's a huge difference in that. Hey, I understand why this trauma surfaced. I understand what the trigger is. However, there is a place though where we have to draw a line saying we don't accept these reactions. These are not okay. I totally understand, but I don't accept it. Right. And that is probably the most important part of the trigger and trauma process of drawing the line. Yeah. And it, so if it's a consistent abuse, whether oftentimes very much emotionally abusive, I see a lot of women that are potentially emotionally abusive. Uh, sure, they can be physically, sexually or spiritually abusive as well. But emotionally is a big one. And this often happens out of trauma triggers mm -hmm. and lashing out. Right. And, you know, withholding, manipulating, lots of things like that. And that does happen. Like we yeah. talk about it when it comes to guys doing it to women, but it does happen. Women do it. Whether it's a man or a woman, it's always coming from a place of deep shame, brokenness, trauma. Right. But my abuser as a man had a lot of trauma in his past. But should I have stayed in that relationship just because he had a lot of trauma and I had a lot of compassion for him? No. Because he was not doing things to actually seek help. He would say sorry, but really the sorry was more to get back into my good graces, back right. into control versus yep. truly I want to, I have a humbleness of heart and I want deep change and I'm taking actionable steps to get there. That's what you have to weigh with this woman in front of you. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like if we had to nail it down, it'd probably be like, and we'll talk about an ex, emotionally immature woman, yeah. right, to partner with, but the emotional abuse is probably the most common form we would we have to guess between yeah. a female to a male counterpart. Yeah. And that looks like any kind of trauma that's surfacing where there's manipulation, yes. there's guilt tripping. I think those are huge indicators. Yeah. Gaslighting yeah. is a massive one. Projecting. And projecting is a huge one. 
control is a big one. And then lashing out, like cutting away at the man's soul, his dignity, his identity. I know a very close friend who's been in an emotionally abusive relationship and marriage now for years. Mm -hmm. And my heart and empathy is for her as well. But basically the best comparison analogy I have is he's just been in like a pit of constant, consistent cutting, destroying his character, destroying his confidence for years and years. And he's had to build up a huge emotional wall and guard just to stay sane, right? Because you'd have to at some certain point. And that's what gets fuzzy with guys because men are taught, hey, be the strong person. And yes, be a strong man and you can have feelings and you do and should and can have needs like right. all of like you can be strong and you can still cry you can be strong and you can still have needs and you shouldn't just be a punching bag that is like a toxic script that men have been served like you need to die to yourself so much so that no matter how much the woman is doing to you you die to yourself and right. you don't have a need and you just lower yourself so that she can feel okay. Yeah, there is a sense of the pendulum, right? Where it's like one side of it is complete self-protection. The second she says anything disrespectful, any trauma flares up, anything comes at me, whoosh, like you're out. <laughs> and then there's the other side where it's like, I'm built to be a human punching bag to just absorb all this punishment. So the reality is that it looks somewhere in the middle where there has to be some sense of, would you say self-respect? Yeah, I think it's self-respect, but I think it's it's going into like what does masculinity mean to you? Mm -hmm. And do you believe that masculinity is just grin and bear it and be strong and take it? I don't I think that there's some healing to do there if that's the case and maybe some more analysis yeah. because I think that that's actually going to be problematic for other reasons if that's your picture or if that's what you think is right because you're going to then fall into a pit of resentment one day because you're constantly being treated this way and you aren't sharing your needs and so therefore your needs aren't being met and it's just going to perpetuate resentment and resentment is that silent deadly thing that will continue to eat away at your relationship yeah, 100 percent like, something wild happens yeah, typically absolutely i think the reality is this and you did a great job of alluding to it is that ultimately the best thing for her and the best thing for you is that you walk away and she doesn't have you as that human punching bag and she goes or to savior. seek yeah or savior both and she goes to seek out true healing mm -hmm. therapy and redemption in her story. And you staying there and being a punching bag is not better for her and it's not better for you. In that case, I would say the most masculine thing to do, the most strong thing you can do as a man is to walk away. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and pause right there and then transition. I love this one because like the emotionally immature man, the emotionally immature woman is very similar in the sense that it surfaces over time. Nobody is blatantly disrespectful, manipulative, controlling up front. It comes up over time. And because of the pursuer role we recommend to men, we see lots of initiation from men and planning and the dates, a lot of connection, conversation. I do think that the symptoms of an, an emotionally immature woman are very much at hand, but they're like disguised and covert in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're just like in logistical mode, we're in scheduling mode, we're in planning mode, we're building connection. We're much more willing to just write off or not really evaluate emotional 
character and maturity. Well, can I be honest? I think a lot of times that comes also not from every guy, but because men, especially there's a propensity for infatuation or a deep chemistry. That's true. Or if she's beautiful. Okay, let's just yeah. be honest. If she's so beautiful, you're going to maybe at first miss some of that emotional maturity because you're filling in the blanks with what you want exactly. them to be. Exactly. Because she's so beautiful and she goes to church, that must mean she's emotionally mature and she's wonderful and she's going to make the best yeah. model wife. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. Right? And so I think that we kind of see it sometimes, you guys, as through rose-colored glasses of like she's beautiful and she goes to church. Wow, perfect. What yeah. more can I ask for? <laughs> check um, and check. That is not all you can ask for. Um, yeah. First of all, you shouldn't love somebody because of their looks or their body. You love somebody for the wholeness of who they are, and that is one small part of it the wholeness of who they are is so much more their personality their love for god their passions their convictions their story all of that is yeah. why you fall in love with somebody not just because they're hot <laughs> so i know and but you talked about that well we podcast. did talk about it and if you guys didn't listen to that episode it's basically the phenomena that most men have experienced there's a girl she's attractive she maybe or maybe does not love jesus but you get to know her, you take her out on a date, you take her out on another date, and then you start to see her character, her emotional maturity around people, friends, and it's not good. And what happens? She instantly becomes very unattractive. You don't even want to be in the same room as her, right? Well, what I see sometimes happening is some guys will be like, well, but it might be okay. Similar That's to what true. I said on the podcast for the ladies, some guys like... But, you know, that's okay. She can grow and she's yeah. going to church and, you know, she's beautiful. And there is a lie that I think some men believe that I'm not going to be attracted to my wife. And so if they find some beautiful girl that is their quote unquote physical type and she goes to church, they're like eyes locked in, laser vision. Oh, my goodness. My heart is for this girl. And yet your heart is focused on the wrong things, <laughs> like you know. And so if those things are on earth, not with every guy, but there are some guys, and maybe you're listening, that are like, mm, I don't know if I really want to face that because she has these other things that I am not willing to sacrifice, don't believe are possible, or maybe uh -huh. you have too high expectations in some of those departments that are uh -huh. unhealthy and unrealistic. And what you should be shifting it towards, even in advance, is a woman who loves Jesus above all relentlessly, yes. who is emotionally mature or working and growing in that department who is a woman that you genuinely want to be a mother to your children if you want children. Like, right. that's the things you need to be looking for, not does she look hot. Uh-huh. And we, no, no, you're spicy. good. I love it because we talked about this. It's our attractional model. And when your attractional model is physical beauty first, beauty first, and then let's hope number yeah. two, number three, number four, all check out and I can pursue this person versus truly number one, her spiritual character is in place. Yeah. Two, her emotional maturity is in place. Three, she's attractive, right? It's that priority attractive of- In multiple ways. Right. It's the priority of your attraction, right? So I think if we're talking about the emotionally mature woman, what are some indicators- of an emotionally immature female partner? Yes. I would say, first of all, look at the fruits of the spirit in her life and analyze those through time and then start to get to know them more. Squeeze the fruit. See what comes out. Are they truly healthy? She presents as kind, but then when she's in trauma, does everything go haywire when you really get to know her? Those are the things you really need to see that happen through time. 
I would also say, you know, is she more than just going to church with her cute notebook and Bible that's highlighted? Is she like truly learning from the Lord? Is she growing in God? What does her relationship look like with God? Be honest with yourself about that. I think guys sometimes sacrifice that because they're like, well, I'm the head of the family or whatever. Mm. And they're like, it's okay if my wife's not there. No, you want a wife that's on the same page as you. Some other qualities and maybe emotionally immature is honestly her friends how yeah that's a great one i love women and i love girls nights but look at her friends who is she around yeah do you like those women do you think they're wise and solid and women that you think are impressive in a godly way yeah who is she surrounding herself by or is she just having her girls night drinking a lot of wine and gabbing away and almost kind of gossiping like a lot of girls do i think that's one of the best indicators sometimes especially up front it's kind of hard to get a gauge on the emotional maturity of her but if that's hard and especially if you have some rose colored glasses on it's kind of hard to evaluate go straight to their friends go to best friend one two and three how do they interact with each other are they kind to each other do they gossip about each other behind each other's back oh that's right? another one is is that is also how does she talk about the guy she has dated oof this is a big deal. that's a huge indicator because it's it's a big deal i mean Women have a propensity to talk, 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 talk. Guys don't have that propensity. And so I always challenge the ladies, don't talk, 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 talk. If you want more guys to ask you out in the church, you have to stop talking about all of them Mm -hmm. because they don't want to ask you out because you're going to talk about them. But how does she talk about guys? How does she talk about men in general? Does she hold men in a high regard? Or is she very bitter about men? Does she talk poorly about guys that she's dated? Ooh, that's not good. Another thing, emotionally immature women... She's not going to follow through with her word to you. So yeah. she's going to cancel last minute and be flaky. She's going to not answer your text. She's going to kind of play a game. Girls do this too. And that's a girl who really just likes you to be on one of her burners, which let me explain what I mean by that. I unfortunately was this girl at some point in time. I had a guy in the back burner, picture stove, a back burner, the front burner, um, some somebody in the oven. And when I felt like it, I would turn on those different burners whenever I felt like it. But guess what? I didn't actually want to commit to any one of those people. I just wanted the connection because a lot of women crave that emotional connection and they're looking for validation in men because women deeply struggle with body image. We deeply struggle with worth. And so we look to dating like I did for many years from men to fill that void. And so she's emotionally immature if she is not really committing to you in any way, meaning she's flaking on you. She's not following through with plans. Um, She doesn't ever want to be committed. Like you try to take it to the next level and she's constantly dragging her feet. Like that is, you're in a friendationship, my friend. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That was great. So that's another thing. Unfortunately, I wish the woman would just be more clear and say, I'm not into you, but she likes the emotional love she's getting from you and the attention. So she might not. It's more about how you're serving her in that situation, right? And I think lastly, and you have this experience too, sweetheart, which I love. When we talk so much, we did, you know, an episode, my girl has trust issues. What do I do? And, you know, there we are as men being great supporters, super consistent. If there is a refusal to actually grow, to actually change, and you have been consistently showing up, 
I'm afraid, my friend, that is probably the time where it is time to walk away. Like a lot of these indicators here we're talking about emotionally immature women on their own are not enough to always walk away. But when we're talking about deep emotional trauma and the refusal to grow and mature, and you've become the punching mag, you have become the savior, you have become the person, the confidant, the therapist, I'm so sorry, but that is probably the time where it is time to walk away. Definitely. I want to bring up one more. Yeah. This is me. This is my story. So years ago, if you read my book, it's chapter five of my book. I talk about this heartbreak I went through with a guy named Chris. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was in a healthier place than I was when I was in an abusive relationship. But I certainly hadn't worked through all layers of healing yet. I mean, you can't really, but there was still a lot more to be done. There's a lot more healing left. yeah, Yeah. And what happened is we were infatuated. It was like all the feels, our community both loved us and loved us together, blah, blah, blah. But what happened is I put him on a pedestal and I had a lot of proving energy and inside why the, the reason behind that was because I didn't fully value myself and believe that something like this would happen for me again. So I like held on to him and like gripped my hands around him so tightly. And it basically was like, this is the one thing that has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And if I lose this thing, I'm going to be destroyed. And that kind of energy, he felt that throughout. I was very deeply insecure, like a little more privately, though. He could feel that energy consistently. And he ended up breaking up with me, saying he didn't have peace. Well, I see it now. I see more warning signs. I'm like, wow, if I had to really guess why he ended things. And after he ended things, he wrote a six-page letter of all the reasons he loved me. Why did he do that? which he shouldn't have done. But why did he do that? (laughs) Because he was worried that rejection would steal every single ounce of my worth and value because I was putting so much of my worth and value in that relationship. Yeah. So if a woman is putting you on a pedestal or if a woman clearly doesn't know her worth and value outside of you, this is a big deal. It was heartbreaking to have him walk away, but it was the very best thing for me ever in my life. That's so good. And... This is a thing that a lot of women struggle with. because, And I, I do believe a lot of guys walk away from girls because they feel this energy and they're not sure what to call it. Yeah. Because maybe like every girl has insecurities and that is true. But there's something that just feels a little more extreme. Like, you know, if you walked away, yes, her identity would crumble. Yeah. Her worth and value would crumble. And if you know that for a fact... Mm-hmm. That is actually potentially a reason to walk away. Yeah. Because she needs to get her worth and value outside of the relationship first. Yes. Uh, And that is essential. Yeah. You cannot have a healthy relationship in any kind of capacity if that person doesn't have a worth and value and identity that is associated exclusively outside of the relationship. Yeah. So that would be if you know her identity or if she's going to completely be devastated to the point of like identity crumbling, worthlessness, heartbreak hurts no matter what. But if you know that and you have that gut feeling and there's a lot of signs pointing that direction, it could be a good thing to actually walk away truly it's such a good indicator wow that was really great that was unscripted everybody oh, yeah I so did. i just thought of that that's my story that was super impressive and i think a really really great indicator for men to listen and analyze mm-hmm. last one is very good i love this one and this is kind of the ballpark we might find ourselves in if we're prioritizing physical attraction and beauty first yeah. spiritually immature women 
And probably the most important thing here, and you tell me, is that this is when we say you should be challenged by your partner spiritually, we don't mean that you should be challenged because you're pastoring them. We don't mean you should be challenged because you are the one who's mentoring them, pastoring them, you're their therapist, Mm -hmm. and spiritually you are just dragging them, initiating every single conversation, right? We want to say you're challenged because she wants to get into the word more than you. She's devouring sermons. She's devouring content. She's asking you spiritually hard questions, right? She desires, she's challenging you because she just desires such a rich spiritual relationship that you are saying, man, this girl loves Jesus more than she she loves me. Does she challenge you spiritually? We talked about this, but that would be the ultimate question. Does she challenge you spiritually or do you feel like you're pastoring her? Exactly. Because if this is somebody you want to ally with for the rest of your life, this is somebody who you desire to amplify your kingdom mission, not drag it, not deter you from it, right? Who supports the mission at hand. Mm -hmm. So I love that one. And then lastly, this is what we'll end on. If you're a female and you made it this far, congratulations. But these are the gold nuggets of the final guidance we have on when to walk away, male and female. The most important guidance we can give beyond the practical indicators above is this. Do you have true peace on all fronts, right? Do you have true peace on all fronts? Here are the two things you need to know. Number one, where the spirit of the Lord is, And where his will is, where his plan is for you, do you know what there is? There is peace. There is peace. And if there is not peace, peace that surpasses knowledge and understanding, peace in your core, it's time to walk away. This is more importantly, the better way to describe it, right? The absence of peace. If there's that absence of peace that for the life of you, you can't pinpoint, you can't put your finger on it, you can't explain it. That is the absence of peace that means it's time to walk away. Well, I will just add with that, if you have that strong feeling, bring it to strong counsel to help you discern. Yes. For sure. Because for my men that lean avoidant, this might be a strong thing that's in your heart that you feel constantly. Yeah. And and that's why you need some counsel to help you discern. Is this my tendency of avoidant or is this truly the will of God and the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Exactly. Like, I don't doubt you. I'm not saying I doubt you, but I'm saying sometimes we just need the counsel of strong people to help us yes. discern yeah. what God is truly saying. Exactly. And, these do, big decisions. and do you know how we get there? That's number two, the triangle of peace. Run the triangle of peace. Are you ready? Number one is internal peace. That's what we just talked about. And in, in your soul, in your body, in your heart, internal peace. Number two is partner peace. Do you have true peace with them and they have true peace with you? Or are you the peacekeeper and you guys are suppressing things, you're hiding things, you're not really talking about things for the sake of peace, the image of peace. And number three, the most important one is counsel peace. Counsel peace, peace with your counsel. God speaks through the counsel of many. That's in Proverbs 16 times. Yeah. You have to get to a point where you can transparently share everything that's happening between you and your partner, no matter how messy, no matter how embarrassing. These are your boys. These are men who want the very best for you, and they will give you clear counsel for you, okay? 
And make sure though, this is a big deal for the guys. Make sure if you're dealing with a woman who has a lot of trauma in her past, please don't go to a guy who's never dealt with a woman with trauma in her past. Absolutely. Because guess what that guy's going to say? He's going to say, she cray cray, run for us, run. That's true. And that is not wise. You need to go and seek counsel from somebody who understands the position you're in, the kind of person you're with. Yeah. And that's the person you want counsel from. Yeah. Not the guy that's going to be like, she crazy. Women are crazy. She's got too many feels. She crazy. She's broken. She needs help. Like, no, that's, it's not, it's maybe not that. Like, yes, maybe, but also maybe she just is dealing with a lot of trauma and she needs patience and time and she's seeking that. So anyway, get counsel from somebody who understands the situation. And the best way to do that is find a man who's been married, married for a while, married to someone with a colorful past, married to someone with trauma, someone who completely understands and can give you a very clear, non-biased a non-juvenile response, right? They can say, I, I know exactly what you're going through. In this case, it does sound like trauma that she's working through. Or they can say, hey, man, this sounds like there's a lot of healing that she needs to go through in singleness. Mm-hmm. And you're not equipped to walk in this relationship. And it's deeply affecting both of you. That's right. Right. We love you guys. This was a not so mini <laughs> man This is a grown man But I hope it was super helpful. Kate, you did such a wonderful uh, job. The men of Heart of Dating are, are very grateful for you. Beyond my podcast. Guys, this is the last closing seconds. <laughs> that was show. funny. <laughs> Thank you for letting me run a show on your show. Oh, of course. Honey. I think I the guys have loved it. it. Hey, guys, if you've loved the many mansodes, would you do me a huge favor? For us to continue these, we need feedback. Would you please leave a five-star review specifically for the man minisodes? If you're a dude and you've loved them, it would go a long way for me to convince Kate to let me keep doing these. And we love you guys. This season's been so much fun. We hope the next one's even better. And we hope to meet you guys in conference. I know. We can't wait. So we love you guys. Have a wonderful year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Bye.